0: Hello, governor. No, 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 Welcome to another edition of the Fritz Cast. It is Thursday, June 13th, 2019. And over the course of the past week, uh I found out some very interesting news. Along with uh, you know, several other people that I, I really enjoy podcasters uh wise. Um, From Feedspot Actually uh, Feedspot put up A top 30 libertarian audio podcast In radio You must subscribe and listen to In 2019 The best libertarian podcast From thousands of libertarian podcasts On the web using search and social metrics Subscribe to these audio podcasts Because they are actively working to educate Inspire and empower their readers And listeners Say that, but it mean it. It means it in his heart. With frequent updates and high quality episodes, if your blog is selected in this list, you have the honor of displaying this badge on your blog. Contents: The Libertarian Podcast Newsletter. Libertarian Podcast Newsletter is a comprehensive comprehensive summary of the day's most important audio podcast episodes from the best podcasters on the web, and delivered to your email inbox each morning. To subscribe, simply provide us with your email address. Which means, if you actually search for this, which this will be linked in the podcast episode today, you could just uh, put your email in there and you'll get email updates as to when there's new episodes of uh, these fine podcasts. And there's some good podcasts here, like number uh, number one is Lines of Liberty podcast. Pretty pretty good podcast. To uh, Econlib, the Library of Economics and Liberty. Uh, number three, We Are Libertarians Number four, The Lava Flow podcast uh, Number five, Libertarianism.org Number six, The Tom Woods Show Tom Woods is uh, is a great libertarian voice and podcaster uh, The Cato Daily podcast uh, The the Ron Paul Liberty Report is number eight Number nine is The Scott Horton Show Number ten is The Boss Hog of Liberty And then number eleven is FritzCast What? Wait, what? What? Number 11 on this list is FritzCast. Number 11. I'm ahead of Alex Merced on this list. And Alex Merced is the VP Chairman of the Libertarian Party. What? 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 I don't... I. I, I, I'm trying to be humble. I'm on a list of people that I love. Chris Spangle, uh, Brian Nichols is on this list. Contra Krugman. Tom Woods, Contra Krugman. Uh, uh, Ron Paul. The Libertarian Republic. The Libertarian Podcast. Jen the Libertarian. There, there is a plethora of great shows on this podcast list and uh by the way their ranking choices were of these podcasts were uh, google reputation and google search ranking influence and popularity on facebook twitter and other social media sites quality and consistency of posts and feed spots editorial team and expert review um i actually got a email from anuj Agar- agarwal hopefully i'm not butchering your name um, who's the founder of Feedspot, and uh, Feedspot helps you keep track of all your favorite blogs, news sites, YouTube channels, and RSS feeds in one place. It makes checking your favorite sites as easy as checking your emails. Uh, and, you know, either way, I am—I uh, I was humbled to uh, see me on a list uh, of top libertarian podcasters I mean like the fact that somebody would even consider me worthy of, of listening to among dynamite names of people who you know actually who people who actually know what they're talking about uh, you know not to you know not to call myself stupid or anything but but I mean I don't know it was very surreal to see my name on this list of people And, uh, you know, as always I try not to be, like, prideful Of of anything I try not to let anything go to my head But that, that was pretty cool That was pretty cool to get this week uh, Notwithstanding As cool as that is uh, last, uh, last week, Saturday We had uh, our baby shower Which, by the way I apologize for no FritzCast last week But as my friend Brian Nichols once said Family first, man You know the, the, this this is a fun endeavor that I take on. I enjoy doing this. Uh, I've been doing it since 2015 every week with a uh, few exceptions in between, like when I go on vacations or if things just get way too stacked up and I can't do it. Uh, so that that prevents... Sometimes, like last week, that prevents an episode. But for the most part, every week there's an episode. So, I mean, since since two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen, we'll call it for real. Uh, Fifty two weeks in a year—that's a lot of podcasts uh, to put out. I think for a for a layman who isn't sitting in a actual radio broadcasting studio, uh, you know, doing it. For monetary gain, you know. I mean, I do it for fun. I I never. I don't think I ever claim to be an expert. This is a this is a growing journey, you know. Life is a journey that you keep on uh, traversing through, and you learn and you evolve. And I don't know why. As of late, I've been stuck on Harry Carey voice, but God help me. I think somebody would probably want me to do a whole damn episode just talking like this. And uh, and believe you me, I could do it. I could do it. It's not that hard. But I'm not uh, gonna do it. I'm just not gonna do it unless you all vote for it. We could strike this up to a Democratic vote and then, you know, the majority of you will vote yes and then I'll be forced to do it. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that an awesome system in which to decide things and make decisions, you know, yeah, do it in Harry Carey voice, you know, you know, you know know what, Brian, you know, um, I could kind of do it in Stewie voice, you know, it's not that, you know, I mean, you know, I I think maybe the mannerisms are there, but, uh, you you know, I, I, I say, what the deuce, uh, I'm not very good at Stewie voice, I like to think I am, uh, I'm not, uh, I do it I still do it a lot, I still do it a lot, uh, I don't do it as well as that Vines bastard, um, what's his, uh, Thomas Sanders, uh, do, uh, I, I do, however, uh, on occasion, I do, um, pull out, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, and believe you me, uh, this time in the Democratic primaries, uh, you know there are now um i think 142 uh candidates uh which is a a much more diverse group than previously in uh in 2016 where where we had uh uh it was pretty much just old white people uh now we have the benefit of having people like um like Eric Swalwell uh Eric Swalwell my my companion from from um i you know honestly i don't even know where he's from but i know that Eric Swalwell has said um that he believes that strict gun control is needed and he has Had the balls to threaten to use the nuclear arsenal at his disposal. As he could do if he was elected commander in chief. And I think that's ballsy. Anyway, I'm getting so sidetracked. Let's just pump the brakes and stop. I didn't do an episode last week. I had my baby shower that we uh, had to prep for. And that went off without a hitch. I I mastered the grill at the uh park pavilion that we rented out for this party and people complimented me on my uh on my grilling of uh burgers and hot dogs that's all I did was burgers and hot dogs on the grill the rest of it was uh you know fruit veggies you know snacks all that jazz I I did the grilling and I always find it weird when people say man you did great on the grilling because t- To me, grilling is, uh, it's so simplistic. The grill is you get coals hot, you spread them out, you slap food on grill, you flip food on grill, you take food off of grill. It's not a complicated process, I don't think. I think it's actually probably one of the most simple processes ever. The, The tricky parts is marinating, flavoring, Seasoning, that that stuff's the hard stuff. I just did the easy part. I set a bunch of briquettes on fire, and they were matchlight briquettes at that. So you didn't even, with matchlight briquettes, you just stack them in a pyramid and start striking matches and throwing them in, and it just lights on fire. It's it's the most simple process. Ever. There's less steps in that than there is to turning on a propane grill. But I digress. The people that got to show up. um, I shouldn't say it like that. That sounds sober. The people that got to show up. The people that attended the baby shower uh, were awesome. Uh, Me and my wife have so much stuff, including, like, boxes. Like, the entire closet is just diapers now. Diapers and wipes. Which... We've been doing ourselves as well. Like, every week we go grocery shopping, and we just buy another random size big box of diapers. So, we have a lot of that now. Uh, we have a lot of books. My wife came up with a clever idea of wanting books. Including, like, the little golden books. She, she loves, obsessed with the little golden books. And, and, in case you were uh, wondering... You nerdier folks out there. They still make, like, brand new golden books. And they have, like, an entire Star Wars series of golden books. Oh, yeah, it's bought. Oh, yeah, it's bought. They have Marvel, the Marvel comic lines in little golden books. Oh, yeah, it's bought. So all of that stuff is awesome. And now we're starting to take, uh, now we're starting to take the baby and the birthing classes and all that and uh i i've come to find through just through a short span of time and taking these uh taking these classes that everything the media has ever showed you about birth like every movie and TV show that has showed you about birth is just like lies <laughs> it's total lies they, they it's always a woman in a hospital bed, screaming her head off, and then two seconds later, the father or whoever's catching the kid goes, it's a bouncing baby boy! And it's a baby that's clearly four or five weeks old. Definitely not in the newborn territory. And they're clean, and it's fine. Like, that's every media depiction of pregnancy ever. I've, I've, I, I, I've done this pregnancy training thing now, and I've seen pictures, and let me tell you, it's not that seamless of a process. <laughs> it's not that seamless of a process. There's a picture in one of these baby classes that, that is provided. My wife, I'm not going to go on a tirade about this, but my wife is doing natural birth. Okay? Because she's nuts. No, not because she's nuts. Because she's a strong, independent woman who knows her body and knows that her body knows how to give birth. So, she's doing natural birth, and the birth center has a a certain amount of required classes for us to take. And in this one is a picture of, you know, it's like stages of birth. And... You know, like the the child's head just pops out, and but that's not done. It, th- but the head's out. Like, oh my god, I look at this picture and I'm like, oh my god, that's what that's what happens. That that the movies lied. You're supposed to scream, ah, ah baby. That's the I thought that was the process. I thought it was like five seconds. You tell me you pop the head out and then you wait like. Minutes, even longer than that sometimes, and then you push out the rest of the what? What? It's so, ugh, ugh. And to think I'm I'm gonna be there experiencing this. I uh, yeah. I think there could be worse people to have in the birthing room than me. I'm just gonna make it fun. That's all I'm gonna do. Come off-color comments, and fun. That's what, That's what this is gonna be. As I told my wife, there's an episode of Family Guy. Oh, oh, here he goes again. He's talking about Family Guy. Somebody shut him up. As I told my wife, there's an episode of Family Guy where Joe is like Bo- Bonnie stays pregnant in Family Guy for like nine or ten seasons or greater, and then she's finally giving birth, and Joe is at Joe is at the receiving end. In his wheelchair, screaming, Get out of there! Get out of my wife! I'm that guy. I'm that guy who's definitely gonna get punched by maybe not only my wife, but the midwife, possibly the nurse, and whoever else we have in the waiting area waiting for the baby. Like, I'm definitely, definitely gonna get punched at least once, but it's okay. Because I will make, I, I somehow, I will have earned that punch, but whatever I do, I will have seemingly made everything better. Somehow. I don't know. But this is, you know, this is just another phase of the journey. And because of the journey, I actually put out on my social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter, namely, uh, that probably by the end of this week, I will have launched... Uh, A new blog Called uh, Database And uh, Database Is A a blog idea That I had Uh, I got the name From my buddy Josh My buddy Joshua Who God rest his Working soul He no longer Works with me Uh, He got a new job So We'll uh, We'll remove our hats And Mourn my loss And his gain For Just a moment Thank you. My buddy, Josh, uh, was starting to, uh, he's actually a guy I talked with a lot because, uh, he went through much of the same things that I went through that me and my wife went through, uh, in this whole birthing thing. And I won't go into details about it because I'm saving it for this blog database. The name comes from my buddy, Josh, trying to get me ready for dad jokes and, I, I'm I'm sure he stole this from somewhere. Either that or he is one clever son of a bitch. <laughs> because he said, oh yeah, you're going to have so many jokes, you're going to have to keep them in your database. Ha, get it? Because it's a database. Like a database. Ha, ha, ha. Like a database. Maybe I should say it that way. Like data. Like, you know, a database, but this is a database. So that's why the blog's going to be called Database. And basically... It's because this, you know, I'm I'm becoming a first-time father and also growing up uh my father passed away when I was 4 years old. Uh my father passed away from cancer. So I grew up without a father and that that does some unique things to you in your mind when you're facing reality of becoming a father. So I mean there's lots of excitement. There's a it's a roller coaster ride of a of ups and downs and so I wanted to start a blog up to touch back on the experience and the journey up till now and then how it goes after uh after my after my daughter is born. So uh so I'm not going to commit to frequency of posts or anything at this time but It's going to be up, the FritzCast, or database of FritzCast blog, uh, all about my journey into fatherdom. But that being said, it's been about two weeks uh, not talking about politics, and surprisingly, still the subject remains around, uh, you know, hot topics like Justin Amash, uh, indicting A.G. William Barr, uh, more about Robert Mueller. Uh, th- this this dragout fest, man. Th- th- these subjects last the longest and get talked about the most. Uh, to to no avail, really. I mean, this reminds me of uh, this reminds me of the summer cavalcade of Brett Kavanaugh, where everything every di- every day of every week was just Brett Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, Brett. Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh. It gets a little tiring after a while uh, Because it gets a little n- mind-numbing after a while And the whole Justin Amash saga over the past couple of weeks Has really brought to light Something that most of us had already known Way back in the 2016 primaries That people were willing to sacrifice principle To the story of Donald Trump, that they were willing to sacrifice principle and and the pillars in which their whole platform was supposed to be built on in the name of winning. Because Justin Amash is more or less being crucified by even mild Republicans right now because doing the right thing over playing for your team is what american politics is all about justin amash is under the crosshairs of maga king maga says justin amash is is a loser He's terrible. He's never amounted to anything. He should be primaried. And what do all the little Mogabots do? Justin Amash is uh he's uh, he's 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 crazy, he's stupid, he's dumb. You know, and it's always insults, too. It's never like cohesive arguing against Justin Amash. It's always name-calling, it's always berating, and It's always 180 negative attention. For the guy that is, you know, living up to actual conservative limited government principle. I mean, you got MAGA people talking about, he's not a true conservative. Well, if if you're wearing a MAGA hat, chances are you're not a true conservative either you're probably about as much conservative as tommy laren who you still fucking love you still love tommy laren you, you're conservatives you're you're 100% abortion bad abortion bad we shouldn't be talking about abortion it should be banned but Tommy Laren's pretty cool, even though she says that abortion's kinda okay. Uh, but it's bad. But Tommy Laren's cool. Like this is the this is the kind of contradictions that you run into. Uh, over this crap. Over this crap shoot. Since Justin Amash came out a couple weeks ago stating that Trump could face impeachment for his For his conduct From the results of the Mueller report uh, Amash has since resigned from the House Freedom Caucus Which is a joke of a caucus anymore But taken from an article from The Hill uh, Quote Rep. Justin Amash, the only Republican in Congress To come out in favor of starting impeachment proceedings Against President Trump broke with his party again on Wednesday with a committee vote to hold Attorney General William Barr and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross in contempt. Amash joined Democrats in a vote to vote in favor of the contempt resolution, which was in relation to subpoenaed documents on the Trump administration's edition of a citizenship question in the 2020 census. Amash has also sided with Democrats in votes over which amendments to add to the contempt resolution. It should be noted, though, that he had not voted in favor of a House resolution on Tuesday that authorized House Judiciary Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler to go to court to enforce congressional subpoenas citing, quote, that it would shift leadership to the power. It would shift to leadership the power to authorize future enforcement lawsuits, further centralizing the House's authority and undermining the institution. So, not not a hundred percent voting in tow with with Democrats, uh, but breaking against party line for sure which has caught him a lot of flack. It's caught him a lot of uh negative attention that uh he very well <laughs> he may very well may end up paying for getting primaried or uh or his district gerrymandered a little bit. MAGA's not in his corner. MAGA bots aren't in his corner because they're not looking to be rational about it. They're just looking for what Orange Man in red hat says and repeat it. Verbatim, which is sad it's a sad state of politics uh it, because honestly uh it just it's more team play and I don't like team play I don't like us versus them uh, because it's not beneficial for us to play an us versus them game uh, it doesn't actually progress anything whatsoever, but it, it, this is a perfect example of how People have been so strictly or staunchly in one corner. And it's surprising because Justin Amash voting against the measures on Tuesday brought flack from uh, some more of the liberty-minded conservatives trying to call him a hypocrite, but people don't look at the deeper meanings or read his explanations, for real. And that's that's the kind of world that we're living in right now. So this is where we stand with it We have a bunch of conservatives talking about How Justin Amash isn't a real conservative But they're not real conservatives either Because they are not Criticizing Justin Amash for any legitimate reason Other than he's not Playing On the team and compromising his principles And that's not something you see a lot in politics anymore. Maybe, maybe I'm just a huge Justin Amash fan. And maybe that's like shadow, maybe that's casting a shadow over my judgment. But I don't, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Among other things that happened this week. Uh, Eric Swalwell is begging people for campaign donations to get on the debate stage because he's polling consistently at zero uh, across the board. I don't think Eric Swalwell registers anything on the Richter scale uh, in terms of this election. He's just a he's just a nobody in in the race. Uh, it you can't even say he fizzled out like Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke just like. Disappeared I haven't heard Beto's name in weeks Pete Booty Judge Is There In waves Um But Eric Swalwell Has never Been a thing on on the radar But you have people like Joe Biden Joe Biden pissed me off this week Uh pissed me off in, with something that he said in, in Iowa. And I, I think I might have the audio that I can play for you for that before I actually read my uh, my tweet response to it. Yes, I do. Here it is. Yeah. What loss is? You know, uh, a lot of you understand that uh, what loss is, and when loss occurs, you know uh, that you know, people come up to you and tell you, "I understand if you lose a, a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a family member," and uh, um, and lots of times you feel like saying, "You know, they say I know how you feel." And if they hadn't, you look at them, you you know they mean well, but you say you have no idea how I feel. But when it happens to you, you know. That's why I've uh, worked so hard in my career to make sure that uh, I promise you. Uh, if I'm elected the president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Uh, think uh, all right, Joe. Um, I understand that you've been through pain and loss due to cancer before, but here's my tweet. Quote, having lost a father when I was four years old to cancer and a 12-year-old sister when I was nine to cancer, don't you ever, and I mean ever effing say this shit. Yes, I want cure for cancer. But how dare you promise if elected to make it happen? That was that was literally this is this is what I hate in politics, this is what I hate in politicians, this is what I hate in campaign stump speeches. How dare you? Utter the lines. If I'm elected, we're going to cure cancer. How dare you. And... Maybe it was just typical Uncle Joe gaff not thinking before he speaks. uh, But it really... It really irked me to hear those words... Come out of his mouth. Because... That's banking and toying on people's emotions. And it's doing it for votes. And that's kind of sickening. In my book. And Joe is still the leading Democratic candidate to beat Trump, by the way. That shows in the polls. Whether whether mainstream media likes it or not. whether, uh, Whether more vocal... Bases such as Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren's fans care. He's still the leading guy. He's still the leading guy and he can still make gaps or be irresponsible on that level. Um, Because I find something like that. I find that incredibly pandering and irresponsible. uh, To stand up in, in, in front of a large group of people to say... Something along the lines of if 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 I get elected, we're gonna cure cancer, you know, like don't do that, don't 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 even go there. You know, another snippet that came out this week also was actually from Alexandria Ocasio Cortez talking about how her one hundred one hundred seventy four thousand dollar salary isn't enough, and they need a pay raise of. and that quote, that's really nothing either. It's not even really a raise. Well, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has occasionally said something off the wall that just, you know, what? Her view is that putting in this pay increase for Congress uh, would help cut back on dark money (laughs) in politics. Oh yeah, if they get paid $4,500 more per year. That'll help cut down on dark money, on money that they're getting under the table and other shady crap that they're doing uh, because they have to do it because $174,000 isn't sustainable for them. And I understand some of the arguments people are going to make. Oh, yeah, they're maintaining two residents. Well, I have a very, very easy solution for that. It's called provided housing. Build that into their salaries. Provide them with some non-frills housing in D.C. so that they can stay there. So that they're not shopping around for lucrative apartments or whatever. Even if they're not lucrative apartments because city apartments anyway uh, are are insanely expensive because costs of living in cities are insanely expensive. Why not just provide the housing then? Well, that's uh, you know okay. You can't maintain two residents, or you know that's it's not necessarily a illegitimate talking point. But seeing as government official, like representative, was never intended to be um, a career. This way, you know, I I I could I could see a, I could even see a libertarian argument that would support, uh, providing some kind of government-based housing for representatives, uh, in there. Like, like somebody was suggesting, um, you know, dormitories type, type settings for them. Why not? Why not? You're, uh, you're all working there together, right? And, uh, you might as well all have a big building, a big co-op building, um... That's just provided to you so that you don't have to worry about it. But I bet that won't go anywhere. I bet that won't go anywhere because that's unfair to ask of our representatives. Our representatives who are making $174,000 a year who, mind you, are in touch and know just what you, the American people, are, are struggling through, Right? Right I mean, like that's the big thing, like you're just the you're just the little man, right? you're the little man worker, you're, you're lucky to scrape thirty to forty thousand dollars a year, and somebody who's making double of what you are some some in some cases, that's triple what you are. but you know, oh yeah, they're not out of touch though, they're not out of touch. They should get a pay increase because you know life's hard. Whatever, yeah you know, that that strikes me as kind of wrong too. Um, that just that that it baffles me because Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is this story of rising up through the ranks and and really going against the grain of the system and and not being able to fit the bill, but she, but here she is, she broke through. Now she has you know a hundred and seventy four thousand dollars of a salary um, coming into her, but it's. Still not enough. I don't understand that. I really I don't understand that. But politicians asking for more perk? No. Sorry. I think you have too much already. At $174,000, not even diving into your medical benefits and your pension plans and all that crap. Uh, No. No. We actually do too much for you. We need to scale it back a little bit. So... That's just some of the some of the news highlights that we've missed uh, over the course of this two weeks, and and I'm glad I could bring you up to speed and bring you up to snuff on it, uh, and that's gonna do it for me for this week. But I thank you for listening, guys. Uh, do me a favor, follow me on Twitter at fritzqs f r i t z q s, the letter Q as in quail, as in Quincy, as in quint, as in quilt. Q. Long story short, my middle name starts with Q. You'll never guess my middle name. So, have fun with that. Uh, Facebook.com slash the FritzCast. And as always, if you need to reach out to me, FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com. Please refer to the linked article in the description to see FritzCast in the top 30 libertarian podcasts. What? Also check out all the other podcasts listed there to get your libertarian podcast fill. And remember, I love you and I'll see you next week. Keep your eyes peeled for Database.